1: Welcome to Mister Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host Art Stone, and with me, as always, is your co-host Andy Hart.
2: Hey, Bunkfunkers! Welcome to another another exciting uh, time here with Mister Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. <laughs> um, it's good to be here. Oh yeah, Bunkfunkers, we're glad that you're with us. Today. Yeah, we are. Um, you know,
1: uh, yeah. We're just ready for a great time. Well, bug buggers, you we're we're ready for a great time, Andy. We, you know what and we're ready to go out and hang out and grab some snacks. We encourage all the bug buggers out there to grab yeah. some snacks. Ready to watch some b ball, grab yeah. some snacks. Fortunately. And then die. There might be some time in between. We don't know. But not for today's topic, which is uh very unfortunate. Yeah. But um, a sad sad story it's a very sad story, and uh you know actually Andy uh well, we should say that what we're talking about today's story is the story of the Yuba county five yes the
2: Yuba county five it's a a tragic tale of five friends who who perished untimely uh met untimely ends uh up in the mountains in California in the Sierra Nevadas uh and uh, it's a mystery. It's a real head-scratcher. Uh, I, you're going to want to stick with us
1: for this one, Bunkfunkers, because there's no definitive conclusions in this one. But, Bunkfunkers, you know what is definitive? Is that today's topic was also suggested to us by a funker. Whoa! Uh, that is right. Uh, Walker Edwards, thank you so much for sending in this topic. County Walker! Yuba Edwards Ranger. <laughs> Walker Edwards, Texas Ranger. Texas Ranger, Edgar, Walker's. Walking. Walker.
2: These boots were made for a walker. And that's just oh, what, what they will do.
1: All and one of these days, these boots are gonna walk her all over you. Um thank you, Walker, for sending this one in. This is a very much a head scratcher. If you were a fan of the Dietlov Pass uh topic, uh this one is very similar because it's actually literally called the American Dietlov Pass. Yeah. And we'll discuss whether or not we think that's true. We will yeah. we'll discuss that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But this is, a, this is a tragic tale of some missing persons who were discovered dead in very strange circumstances. And it, yeah. uh, it's a real head-scratcher. And uh, one of them is still missing to this day. Yeah. One, one, one of the friends never discovered. Right. Never found. But uh, if you can't wait to find out about all the research, the whole story, the whole enchilada on the Yuba County Five, um, as always, you can consult our show notes. The episode description, there will be a time stamp that'll tell you right when the research begins, because first, Andy and I gotta update you on what's going on in our lives. <laughs> and we got a lot going on in we our lives. We got a lives. bone to pick. Huh? Yep, we're not happy daddies
2: this week. Not a couple of happy daddies. Not happy daddies. And <sighs> you know what? You don't want to make daddies mad. You do not want to wake these daddies. You don't want to awaken the beast inside of us. Yeah. Because... It's a dragon and it'll
1: breathe fire all over all of your possessions. You know what? Call us assholes, call us whatever. Call us whatever names you want to call us. You know, your words don't hurt us.
2: Sticks and
1: stones may unless break my bones, unless you're some
2: sort of a sorcerer and you can cast some kind of spell of hurting on us. In which case, yeah, your words might hurt us, but it's not just the words. It's the magic, too. So, like, don't sit here and pretend you smug fucking asshole. Jesus. Like, your words hurt me. Your words
1: don't fucking mean shit. Stay the fuck out. You won't even get past our wards of glyphoning and our our fucking runes that we have all around the bunker, you you fucking sorcerers. Take your arcane rituals and you can shove them up your ass. Your stupid fucking wands and your pointy hats and your robes. Suck my dick. I don't give a
2: fuck about wizards or sorcerers or fucking spellcasters. I don't give a fuck about any of the magical arts. Those people can all go, fuck off. Stop trying to cast spells on me or curse me or turn me into things. Fuck you. Magicians, fuck off. (laughs) The card magicians, magicians that do tricks, you're still cool. Sorcerers, wizards, fuck off. I'm so sick of this shit. Every time you go out, there's some fucking weird bearded bitch out in the fucking parking lot with his goddamn robes on and he's got some book and he's staring straight up at the sky, chanting and pointing at me. It's like, fuck you. Let me just go into White Castle. Fuck. If I want to have diarrhea all afternoon, that's my right as a fucking American.
1: Mugfuckers, we are heated. We're not even mad at sorcerers today. That's just another part of it.
2: I'm sorry. They're collateral damage, but seriously, fuck them. And fuck those wizards. And fuck them for fucking with divination and time and all this shit. Yeah. Raising the dead. Yeah. necromancers shooting
1: fireballs all over the place.
2: Yeah. Necromancers, ursamancers, you can all fuck off.
1: Ursamancers, that's right. Bear wizards. Um, No, what we're pissed off really today is about the local local swimming hole yeah where we like we two daddies like to take our children to go swimming we we like all families we love to get in the
2: pool every family and we have been for you know for as long as the pool's been open yeah uh we've been going to our local country club we've been going there and there's been no fucking problems yeah we've been going to um thick bush uh country club and we've been swimming in the pool.
1: Yeah, now, thick bush. Obviously, the thick bush branch of, of of country clubs. They're they're fucking awesome. It's awesome. They have a spa attached to it called Harry Bush, and the it's just a wonderful. There's a golf course called Mode Bush. Uh, that's out there. It's
2: beautiful. Um, it's a Lynx style course. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but it's not know. all about the long ball at mode bush (laughs) it's about precision that's right you know you don't just have to you don't just have to drive it deep you have to you have to know how to play the short game
1: but thick bush i mean it's wonderful you know great there's a valet you can have your car parked for you Mm -hmm. so that's super cool and you know we've had a lot of fun there and the pool there is is beautiful it's a great pool it's so well kept
2: plenty of deck space lots Lots of of chlorine lots oh my god so clean i am pretty sure that they've exceeded local recommendations for the amount of chlorine which is what you want to see which is what you want it's safe it's clean i mean especially in these
1: adult baby david Crosby. they they have uh lovely little like uh strollers that have like a little umbrella attachment Mm -hmm. to them so he he has has he's got his little parasol yeah his little parasol he's like out at the beach you know what they have a they have kind of an adult swim time, but then they also let the kids. So undead Sasquatch teenage or teenage sas teenage undead Sasquatch PN Musk can um you know do cannonballs off the diving board. They have a high board. It's very fun. Yeah, but you know what? There's just been a series of I don't know targeted attacks. What do you want to call this? Yeah, I don't
2: I don't know any other way to say it other than we are. Clearly being targeted because we're different. Yeah. Because our family doesn't fit the thick bush definition of what a family should be. That's right. Uh, We have been made
1: uh, targets there. Every time we show up at thick bush. You know, it started when uh, I decided to use like, you know, all of the complimentary towels to both completely dry myself off, but also build a fun towel fort Mm -hmm. with my children. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with that. Are they? It says complimentary towels. Did I read incorrectly? I don't think I did not. I didn't see a sign that said limit one per customer. Right? So I'm sorry I used all. I can't. Now all of a sudden they're telling me, well, sir, you can't use all the complimentary free towels. It's like, well, then they're not complimentary. And of course, all of a sudden, out of the blue, it's, can we see your
2: membership IDs? Yeah. Uh, what are your names? Do you have ID on you at all? Who are you people? Why aren't you wearing swim
1: trunks, sir?
2: It's just like they're just throwing these accusations at us.
1: It's crazy accusations because, you know what, uh, you are a completely hairless, marble like man. Yeah. Swim trunks don't fit on you. They slide right off. Right. My and- skin is naturally greasy now. <laughs> it's true. And um it's just it's just it's just rude stuff like that. And, you know, the other even the other day, you know, um it's like we were playing a fun game of tag running around the pool. Like, and they're fucking yelling at us at one point. And I think this was intentional. You fell down, scraped your knee, twist your ankle. That's right. I did. (laughs) That's right. You did.
2: I mean, we're playing tag. There's this. Oh, I'm sorry. Stupid,
1: ignorant old woman. Oh, and there's this asshole who sits on the giant chair. He's always there. He must get there really early. Yeah. And he sits on this giant chair. He's got this whistle. Yeah. And it's like,
2: why don't you, Fucking kick that guy out for us. He's so annoying. He's always blowing the whistle and being like, no running. And it's like, (laughs) who made you the fucking pool police? Or like, get out of the pool. A Sasquatch pooped in it. It's like, (laughs) yeah, we know we're dealing with it. Like, you don't have to make a spectacle. of it. Yeah, we're splashing around and trying to get it to move away from us. Right. We're trying to like corral it into the filter so it will go out of the pool. Who's that fucking asshole? Nobody's ever answered that. Yeah, we don't know who he is. But anyway, we were Up running. There every around. day the same fucking red swim trunks, too. It's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, have a little variety in your bathing suit, my dude.
1: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think I honestly think he's one of these evangelical people because he's got this big red fucking cross that says oh. lifeguard.
2: Oh, I just assumed that it was some sort of that was like a French word and that he's like a <laughs> A Switzerland enthusiast. The Le
1: Fégois? is Isn't that some sort of a, like, like bird liver? Le Fégois? Maybe you're right. Le Fégois. I don't know. You know these fancy types. It's, it's ridiculous. Don't we it's don't, absolutely ridiculous.
2: You know, it's like, just because we're not high society. Right. Some reason Thickbush <laughs> thinks that they can target us. Yeah. And, and you to, fell. I fell. You got hurt. I fell. You know? And you know what? I mean... I hate to do this thick Bush, but I'm a legal expert now. I may have to sue thick Bush.
1: Mm. might have to go to court against thick Bush. We
2: might have to take thick Bush to court.
1: We might <laughs> have to trim the hedges. you know what I'm and saying?
2: you know what?'re we're going we're gonna to do the same thing to thick Bush that we did
1: to Mr. Bunker. We licked it. We licked him, we're going to lick thick Bush. And, and basically after whatever these bogus offenses, after bogus offenses I mean it's they just kicked like, us out.
2: It's just like, I, I get it. Okay, you you, you we're weird, yeah. and you want to try to make up rules about this is a members only club, right?
1: And just you have to pay a membership fee. fee. We
2: broke in, <laughs> yeah, because we didn't go through the entrance, right? Because we drove our car through the fence. It's like. It's just, it's just, it's nonsense. It doesn't make any sense. You
1: know what? And it's so fucking ridiculous because we bring all of our fucking pool toys and P.I. muffs and baby, adult baby David Crosby's bath toys. And it's like, we bring those, like we bring his rubber ducky. We bring his little diving man. We bring his, um, you know, the other little, 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 little toys he has in the bath. Right. Um, you know, these little floating, you know. Burt and Ernie characters that he has I mean it's like it's like these people have
2: never Been around a child before I know It's like yes I'm gonna nap On the pool deck while they're swimming So I need to have my CPAP machine with me It's like <laughs> It's like yes We are we are all Gonna pretend that it's a bathtub So we need to bring gallons of bubble bath We bring Mr. Bubble We bring Mr. Bubble I look like Mr. Bubble <laughs>
1: Yeah, you do. I should get a spokes gig working for Mr. Bubble. That's what we really, that's the real fucking play. <laughs> and it's, it's like, just like, yes, I don't get why. Yes,
2: we'd like to cook out by the pool. Of course, we're going to bring our grill. <laughs> that's right. Of course, we're going to bring forest animals that Peon Musk has murdered. Right. So that we can cook them and eat them. I'm sorry. I thought this was a fucking pool. Yeah, I thought this was a pool and not some sort of water prison you
1: know what and i should have known andy i really should have and i should have warned us the first couple times we we went is they have this ludicrous sign that says uh welcome to our ool notice there's no p in it well what does the fucking p in pool stand for other than party and pee it's pee party it's a pee party
2: every time you go to the pool it's acceptable to pee in it there's chemicals in there to kill the pee. Why do they
1: have chlorine other than you can piss in the pool? There's no
2: other reason to put chlorine in. Otherwise, I want to piss
1: in the pool. <laughs> and It's fine. You can do it. They're, all the germs die. I mean, it's ridiculous. And so eventually, after all these egregious rules and all violations just, and, just, and, just and we're going to call the police. And
2: asinine fucking stuff.
1: It's, it's such like, bullshit. So we end up getting banned. We end up getting banned. They put these large photos of us which again they didn't even use like good looking photos I, I tried to give them some headshots yeah that we have and it's like they won't use those
2: no instead instead they use security cam footage that they got from the pool you know and it's like okay you find me at my most unflattering time when i'm sleeping with my cpap machine
1: well they had multiple from you it's they had one of you uh, trying to uh, haggle with the chili dog man, the, the hot dog man at the. They had this little food stand. Not paying two bucks a dog. Two bucks. He's fucking nuts. Two bucks. I mean, honestly, a it's, dog. It's more of a business thing. We're trying to help him. Yeah. Because he's not going to make any sales at two bucks a hot. Two dog. bucks a dog. Jeez.
2: You know, it's just Jeez. it's so unflattering because it's like I have chili smeared all over
1: my body. Uh, you know, mine. Of course, they used it when I was in the the men's and women's changing room flexing, I'm trying to find which mirror makes me look the best. Mm -hmm. So they have security camera footage of me uh, kind of doing a Benny Hill style run around between them and their security guards, who I'm not even sure are real security guards. So anyway, I sure as hell don't feel very secure. They posted
2: this gif of art running around between with Yakety Sax playing on repeat. It's so insulting. It's very insulting. And, you know, it's like, okay, they banned us. And it's like, okay, you can't, you can't ban me from coming to a, pri- a public pool at a private country club. Like <laughs> This is the public pool
1: at a private country club. Like You can't ban me from public works at the private country club. It's like, who the fuck owns this place? Nestle? Are they trying to fucking monopolize water? Yeah, it's water. It belongs to all of us. From Mother Earth. So
2: whatever. We keep going to the pool because we don't care about thick bush.
1: And I got to tell you, Andy, I mean, uh, you know, we we tried to, well, what we tried to do was maybe, you know, break in there, I don't, at a dip, maybe do a night swim. Right. Our idea was, let's go do a family skinny dip. Yeah. Just really, really give it to them. Right. And these idiots, I mean, it's like, we drove our fucking car through the fence. It's like, and they tried to patch it up with like a wooden board. It's like, hello, a car could go through a wooden board. Fucking dummies. <laughs> All you have to do is floor it. It's oh, yeah. like, I mean, you got to back it up a couple times and then I kind can of ram it in there, but it'll get in there. It's like, fucking idiots, use concrete. Use I don't concrete.
2: know. <laughs> and it's like, you know, okay. So you patch this hole in the fence. It's like, where else are we supposed to park? Right. I don't see any, your valet won't fucking take our car. They've got the whole parking lot blocked off by some kind of gate. It's like, just give me a break. Like, I'm, I got no choice. <laughs> like, it's so inefficient. I mean... You know thick Bush take a lesson in in capitalism one o one like that's right if people can't park there, they're not gonna show up,
1: no, and we went there for a late night skinny dip, yeah, thinking you know we're really gonna ha- have it to them, and I don't know they some they must have done something to that pool because the pool uh we got in and it it literally rose up from out of the ground, yeah um yeah,
2: it started. You know, it's like you jump in and you can feel. You know, the water started rumbling, and
1: I thought, "Is this a jacuzzi?"
2: The water felt thick. Do you know what I mean? Like
1: very jello-like, very viscous, very jello-like. I and didn't it's like that. as
2: soon as you jump in, you notice like you're like stuck. stuck. You can't like jump out of it. Right. You can't swim
1: through it. Right. It's like it's like water and cornstarch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it all viscous. The harder you push, the stronger it is. Right. And um all of a sudden it's like and then this high beam came on. Yeah. And suddenly there was this individual sitting in that jerk off Lafiguaz seat. Yeah, this this fucking uh Switzerland
2: Switzerland man. Switzerland man. The Switzerland man. But he
1: looked a lot different. He was very gravelly and he was very uh long beard and very buff. Yeah, very looked like a very strong right.
2: uh, you know, sort of like some sort of a uh like workout
1: wizard. Asshole. Might have been one. Uh, and he and he said, Ha-ha! I've caught you yet again! Me, Mr. Bunker! I am the guardian of your life. Yes. I am in control of your he life. He started
2: shouting, Ah, this whole country club was a ruse. There was never really a pool here. This was just my ultimate plan of deception to capture you and make you realize that you're still enthralled to me i will still continue abducting you you will still continue podcasting for me blah 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 blah. blah. blah, blah, blah and it's blah. like what the fuck are you even talking about i'm yeah, here to fucking skinny dip and it's like you can see my ding dong dude <laughs> like what the fuck are you on about it's like it is like dealing with a wizard. They just you know it's they don't listen. Yada yada yada. It's all about them, them, them. I know.
1: Reading out of their big fucking old ass books. They're yeah. all dusty. They're so
2: dusty. Dusty, just fucking dust.
1: Once in a while, that's a fucking book. God damn. And uh, you know, push comes to shove, they fucking flushed us down the drain of that pool. Yeah. We went through the filter. Here we are. We're back in the bunker. Fuck thick bush. Yeah, thick. I mean, this is just another.
2: I mean. Fucking one of their targeted attacks on us just because we don't, we're not the type of family they want there at Thick Bush. Well, you know what? We're going to keep going. This isn't the end. Yeah.
1: We are going to keep showing up forever. Get ready, Thick Bush. You fucking, Thick Bush, guess what? You fucking stirred the hornet's nest. <laughs> You fucking... Andy and I are horny, horny daddies. We're horny daddies,
2: and we're going to plow into thick bush with everything we got. And when we come, you're going to feel it. Because we are like... And then
1: we're going to take a big fucking nap afterwards. We're like lighted sticks of dynamite, and we're about to blow. you are going to load up our big old load, and we're going to drop it off. We're going to drop off our load of kids. I mean... Of swimmers. I'll say it right. We got a big load of swimmers. We got a big load of swimmers and we're going to fucking drop it off. We're going to go all around the neighborhood and we're going to collect everything. We say, hey, who here likes to swim? We're going to find all of our swimmers. We're going to get
2: all the swimmers and we're going to pump them into Thick Bush. I mean, listen to my words, (laughs) Thick Bush. You can only jerk us off for so long before we get fed up and we're just going to be finished. We are spent. We are spent. We are at our limit.
1: (laughs) Good Lord. Well, we're coming for Thick Bush, Uh, Bunk Bunkers. And you should be too. You, Bunk Bunkers, need to be in our corner. Yeah. Bunk Bunkers, don't go to Thick Bush Country Club anymore. We need
2: your support now more than ever. (laughs) We are once again
1: asking for your support.
2: We we are once again asking for. Join us in our crusade against, against the Cushion Club.
1: <laughs> well, Bugfuckers, look for that. Uh, we'll go have some kind of fucking petition. And you can sign it. And, uh, Bugfuckers, here's one thing, though, that, uh, you can't petition. And that is getting the whole enchilada on today's topic. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Which is the Yuba County Five. The Yuba County Five. Um, this is uh, you know, it's a sad one, but bunk bunkers truly it is a head scratcher. And um a lot of strange mysteries to unco- uncover with this one. Um so bunk bunkers, let's get right to it. Let's head on up to Northern California and figure out the mystery of the uh of the Yuba County Five here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time podcast.
2: Northern California where the girls are warm So I could be with my sweet baby,
1: yeah Bunkfuckers, today we present the whole enchilada on an unsolved mystery so perplexing, it has earned the nickname the American Dietlov Pass. And obviously, for those of you who don't know or didn't listen to our episode on the Dietlov Pass, very early in the bunker canon, uh, check it out. The story of the Dietlov Pass was about a group of student skiers who were found dead under bizarre circumstances out in the frozen tundra of Russia.
2: Mother Russia.
1: Uh, but much like the regular Dietlov Pass, the five men of the American version were all out on a trip as well, but not a skiing trip out for a game of basketball. They're watching basketball. It was in the 1970s, but... (laughs) Sweet Georgia Brown. Sure. But some four months later, four of the men's bodies were found dead, and one has never been recovered to this very day. What led these men to their deaths in Northern California? And what bizarre circumstances were they found in? The
2: story of the Yuba County Five begins the same way as my college days, attending a college basketball game. Now, Funk Funkers, Art may not know this, but I was the original Bucky the Buckeye. I came up with the idea of the Ohio State mascot because I was forging for nuts one day, and then I told the friggin' president of Ohio State, Clarence Ohio, hey, what if we name our school mascot after a stupid nut? You know, I said it as a joke. And the dum-dum went for it. <laughs> we could have been something badass like an eagle or a chainsaw. Or the most deadly animal of all. The hippo. But anywho, that's a true story. And you can take it to
1: the bank. <laughs> Bugbuckers, Andy just pulled out a small coin and bit it downwards and it bent in half as he said that. Ha-cha-cha-cha. <laughs> anywho... <laughs> Remember when cartoons used to do that? They would always bite the coin. Yeah. To make sure it was real. Yeah. you a grifter.
2: Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Clarence, Ohio, great president. Anywho, the youth of five were out attending a college basketball game at California State University Chico on the night of February 24th, 1978. The five fellas were there to cheer on the away team, UC Davis. Go mascot of UC Davis. I don't know what they are. Mm. I don't know either. UC Berkeley is the Bears. Okay. I don't know UC Davis. Sorry. Uh, Anyway, the boys, uh, as they were collectively called by friends and family, were a tight group of bros, and they bonded over their love of basketball. In fact, the very next day after this game at Cal State Chico, the five were set to play in a tournament themselves for the Yuba City Vocational Rehabilitation Center for the handicapped as the Gateway Gators. Mm. Chomp, chomp. (laughs) They were so excited that some of the men even told their parents to have their outfits laid out for them so they could be extra ready by the time they got home. Now, about these boys, uh, first off, they really weren't boys at all. They were Bill Sterling, who was 29, Jack Hewitt, 24, uh, Ted Weyer, 32, and Jack Madruga, 30, uh, and also Gary Matthias, who was 25 years old. Second off, each of the men had some form of either an intellectual disability or significant mental illness. Uh, and actually, Reddit user uh, owned the three at 18. Or is it supposed to be, am I supposed to read it uh, own the heat 18? Yeah, that might be it. Or what's 1 8? I don't eight? know. Own the own the heat on it? Own the Heat own it. Okay. Uh anyway, this Reddit user <laughs> puts it pretty succinctly. Quote And we're quoting here. Yeah, we're quoting just uh, to forewarning, this is a quote from a Reddit user. These men were diagnosed before the medical community became more aware of certain disorders. So many people were labeled quote unquote retarded, but had specific disorders. Differential diagnosis had become very complex, and these men could have had anything from global delays to language disorders to autism. Back then, the umbrella term, again, quote-unquote, retarded, was overused. So just hearing they were mentally handicapped or whatever tells us very little about their actual cognitive presentations. Uh, It's important to point this out because it's a glaring factor in this case. And a lot of the older research articles just kind of lump them all together under the same umbrella. These men all had some sort of some sort or a combination of mild intellectual or cognitive disability. But we don't we don't really know
1: exactly what. Yeah, Um, it's like it's like, you know, it's the older articles say like one of them was slow. Right. And then the other ones say like, you know, Gary Mathias had like some significant mental illness with like schizophrenia and other things. But the other guys, it's sort of like they're all kind of lumped together. Right. It's, 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 I mean, I think as the red,
2: Reddit user points out, it's, this right. is before there were, you know, differential diagnoses right, in these right, right. conditions. And so, right. You know, people get lumped together, even though it's not at all the same sure. underlying issue. Um, so anyway, most, most sources uh, indicate that these men had either some mild form of intellectual disability or some form of learning disability or mental illness.
1: But the the point of the matter is, is, you know, these guys were all kind of, it was mild and they were high functioning and this was, Mm -hmm. you know, they were, they would go out unsupervised all the time. Right. And they would hang out and they were fucking best goddamn friends and they went on trips all the time. Right. And uh, they were friggin' best, best bros. That's the point. This was a mundane outing for them. Yeah. Just five guys going to a basketball game. That's true. This story is especially tragic because it began in such a fun, but, you know, mundane way. Sometime before 10 p.m. after their team, UC Davis, the fighting Daves. Wait, wait, wait.
2: <laughs> We're gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up right now. Oh, God. Let's see. The UC Davis. Uh let's see. Aggies! The Aggies! The UC Davis Aggies basketball team. They're fighting Aggies. The fightin Aggies. They fighting Aggies. They won. Like the
1: mascot's a horse. Ooh, big old horse. Horse mouth. Uh, One, the boys packed into Magruda's, uh, Madruga's, Med- how do you say it? Madruga. Madruga. Packed into Madruga's 1969 Mercury Montego. Ooh, white on turquoise. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. This is a classic car. Classic the Mercury car. Montego. One of your first cars, 1969, the summer of love. And you, you're going to love this car dressed only in light jackets. It was a chilly night in Northern California that night. And they drove a uh, short distance from the game to a bears market in downtown Chico. Mildly annoying the clerk who was trying to close up. We'll get to that. And they bought one hostess cherry pie, one Langendorf lemon pie, one Snickers bar, one marathon bar, two Pepsis. And one quart and a half of milk. Oh, hell yeah. Now this, now, this is a solid
2: list right here. But I do have a few suggestions. Okay. The fruit pies are solid. Swap the Snickers for a take five. Marathons? Lame. Get a nerd's rope or some kind of gummy. Uh, Diet Dr. P instead of the Pepsi. Uh, and a quart of milk. <laughs> Oof. No way. Get a gallon of ranch dressing. You get yourself a good night, baby. I mean, ranch dressing is like milk of the stars. It's thick, it's creamy, it's spicy milk. Ranch dressing. <laughs> it's milk enhanced. Yeah. I put milk plus. I put ranch dressing on my cereal in the mornings. <laughs> oh God. I mean, I do eat bacon flavored cereal though, so it's it kind of makes sense, I guess. Hidden valios. Yeah, hidden valios. You know, it's good on everything though. <laughs> Honey nut Cheerios, cinnamon toast crunch. Anything's good with ranch dressing. Oh my god. Fruit loops,
1: lucky chompers. Something more nasty. Frosted Flakes. The boys arrived at the market a little bit before 10, and we know this, as I stated earlier, based on the store clerk's later testimony because he remembered being annoyed that they came in so close to closing. He was, like, ready to close up shop, and then come these five fucking bros who are ready to chow down on some uh, snacks. Anybody who's worked in
2: retail, you know this feeling. Yep. The last customers of the day, you, you don't want to see them.
1: That's right. But this moment, joyous moment of buying snacks with your bros before going to a basketball game... It was the last time either of these men were ever seen alive again. The next morning, the morning of the boys' big basketball tournament, Ted Weir's mother, uh, Weihar, Ted Weihar's mother, um, woke up at 8 a.m. and found that Ted didn't come home last night. She called Bill Sterling's mother. Same story. So the game of telephone went until the families of all five men realized none of their boys came home last night. At 8 p.m. that Saturday they notified the police that their sons were missing. Searches ensued and descriptions of the car were posted. And on the following Tuesday, February 28th, a park ranger working in the Plumas National Forest reported an abandoned car and it turned out to be Jack Madruda's uh, 1969 Mercury Montego. The ranger had actually seen the car earlier on Saturday the 25th up on Orville Quincy Road in the forest up a mountain but figured it insignificant because, as they stated, many residents traveled up the mountains in the winter to go skiing. It wasn't until he saw the missing vehicle description that he called it in.
2: The car was 70 miles from Chico on a deserted and unpaved mountain road up 4,400 feet in elevation. It had stopped at the snow line, and although its tires had apparently spun, the car was not really stuck, and even if it was, five men could have easily pushed it free. The gas tank was a quarter full. Inside were four maps, including one of California, laying neatly folded in the glove compartment. The keys were gone, but when police hot-wired the car, the engine started immediately. Both seats were littered with the wrappers of the food bought at the market. Everything had been eaten except the Marathon Bar, which was half gone. (laughs) I mean, I freaking called it. (laughs) Told you about the Marathon Bar. Gallon and Ranch, though, that would have been empty.
1: They would have guzzled that ranch. I'd be down. I'd fuck with a marathon bar. It's caramel covered chocolate or chocolate covered caramel braided in a Andy is
0: offended.
2: (laughs) You would get that instead of a gallon of ranch.
1: Andy, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know if they sell ranch in a gallon at local markets. You have to ask.
2: (laughs) They have it. They all have it. You can go to a restaurant and ask for it. They have big industrial-sized bottles of ranch. Like, it's not hard to get a gallon of ranch. Go to one of these restaurant supply stores. Fuck. I mean, do you even care about having a gallon of ranch? (laughs) It kind of sounds like you don't. I want to have a good road trip with you, Andy. Yeah, just keep the ranch stocked, and we'll be good, dude. Make sure I got my ranch and my Diet Dr. Pepper, and we're good to go. Okay, all right. We fucking run out of ranch. You're running out of time. (laughs) Anyway, back to the story. (laughs) The car's underside was undamaged. And this wasn't today's modern fucking anime, cyber truck, Herbie the love bug looking cars. No, no, no. This right here was a grade A American vehicle. Get it done. (laughs) I picked the wrong voice. Yeah, you got I Larry David. There. This was going. Early, Larry, Larry, Larry David. Oh, that car looked pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty good. This right here was a great A American vehicle. Ditter done. There you go. Uh, this car was heavy with five dudes inside traveling up an unpaved, bumpy mountain road in total darkness, mind you. And didn't have a gouge or dent or mud stain on the underside to show for it. The investigators
1: figured either the driver was precise and careful as all hell, or they knew this path. But no one understood why the men went up the mountain path. The only one driving the car was Madruda. Only he and Matthias even uh, even had driver's licenses. The other men didn't have them. And uh, you know, these men weren't very outdoorsy. Sterling, uh, had been fishing near the area eight years earlier, not in the exact area, but near it, but he hated it. And he literally never went back. He went one time, bugginated it, he told his family, I never want to go back there again. Yeah. And he never did, uh, wire. He went hunting three years earlier, but that was in an area far West of here. And he had never been. And similarly, each of the other men, well, they didn't really care much for the outdoors and mostly led stay-at-home and very predictable lives. The only exception was Matthias, who occasionally stayed out all night with friends. Mm-hmm. But Is he staying out 4,000 feet up a mountain road? Is another story. Now, this whole staying at home and living a very predictable life thing is very much part of my new self-help thing, the art method to hermiting. Um, this is a wonderful book where mm-hmm. you can learn how to not experience things and just live a very plain and boring life. Inside. It's safe and fun. Yeah. So many people start, you know, so many people are saying like
2: experiences are like so fulfilling. Right. No, no, no. You know, it's it's no, it's like you've experienced enough
1: already. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're comfortable at home, just stay there and never go out and never experience anything. Stay home, watch YouTube videos alone on your couch, snuggled up in your comfy position, browse the internet. It's a great life. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, the real question here is who or what convince these men to drive up this mountain why did they go up there mm-hmm. and where did they go well efforts
2: to search the vicinity were hampered by a severe snowstorm that day another nine inches fell on the mountain area two days later after searchers in snow cats and no snow cats are not like i thought giant mountable snow leopards used by search and rescue teams to find lost civilians they're just like little trucks with with tank treads on them to get through the snow Anyway, uh, they nearly got lost themselves. The Snowcats did. Uh, Further efforts were called off due to the weather. No trace of the men was found other than the car. That is, until the spring. On June 4th, a small group of motorcyclists were traveling near a deserted Forest Service trailer camp when they smelled the horrible scent of death. When the police went to investigate, they found the body of Ted Wire laid out on the bed inside the small 60-foot trailer frozen to death. Eight sheets had been pulled over his body and tucked around his head. His leather shoes were off and missing. A table by the bed held his nickel ring with Ted engraved on it, his gold necklace, his wallet with cash inside and a gold Waltham watch. It's crystal missing, which the family say had not belonged
1: to any of the five men. Wire and the rest of the boys weren't, actually boy-sized at all, either. Uh, Wire was actually relatively tall at 5'11 and weighed almost 200 pounds back in February. But by the time his body was found, he had lost 80 to 100 pounds. His feet were badly frostbitten. The growth of beard on his face showed that he had lived, apparently, in starving agony inside that trailer for anywhere from 8 to 13 weeks. That's... That's... Three months. Three months. It's a long time. Jesus. That's two to three months. He was 19.4 miles from the car and only wearing a shirt and lightweight pants. Obviously, somehow, Wire had walked, ran, or was forcefully taken in the moonlight almost 20 miles through four to six snow drifts uh, to reach his locked trailer in the woods up a mountain. Bungfuckers! it gets even more bizarre the trailer was broken into through a window. So wire had gotten into the trailer through the window and, and no fire was built. However, matches were lying all around the trailer as were plenty of paperback novels and wooden furniture that could have been used for firewood. More than a dozen C-ration cans from an outside storage shed had been opened and emptied and one had been opened with an Army P-38 can opener which only Madruda or Matthias, who had served in the army, probably knew how to use. And for reference, these things I think were commonly referred to as John Wayne's, I believe. Uh, they're like the old school can openers with that little talon-like blade on the end. And then the there's like a flat part that you use. And you just kind of make little cuts all around the can yeah, until it eventually opens. To add salt to this depressing wound, no one had opened a locker in the same shed containing enough dehydrated Mexican dinners and fruit cocktails and assorted other meals to keep all five men alive for a year. Furthermore, no one had noticed the propane tank in the other shed outside the trailer. If that was turned on, they could have had gas and heat. Oh, Jesus Christ. Art, don't let Hank Hill hear that part.
0: Oh! Oh! Bottle! Oh! Oh! oh. So. Bobby? <laughs> oh. Oh.
1: oh. He's like a fucking horse. Oh. Bobby, give me that propane apple. Taste, <laughs> taste the sugar cube and not the ga- not the heat. Anyway. <laughs> so, <clears throat> with the discovery of wire,
2: searchers returned to the Plumas area. Two more bodies were identified on the opposite sides of the road to the trailer, 11.4 miles from the car. Madruga had been partially eaten by animals and dragged about 10 feet to a stream. He was found face up, his right hand curled around his watch. Sterling was in a wooded area, his remains scattered over about 50 feet. There was nothing left of him but bones. Later autopsies indicated the men died of hypothermia, and perhaps one had succumbed to the desire to sleep which is a symptom of the final stages of hypothermia and the other refusing to leave his friend's side died right there beside him. Those were tough sights to see, but they don't hold a candle to the next discovery. Two days after discovering Madruga and Sterling, Jack Hewitt's father was on a search party just off the same road to the trailer and came across his own son's backbone along with Jack, Jack's Levi's and a, and ripple sold get their shoes. Hewitt's skull and other bones were found the next day and a dentist confirmed the remains were Jack's.
1: Now in an area to the northwest of the trailer, roughly a quarter mile or uh, 400 meters uh, from it, the searchers found three Forest Service blankets and a rusted flashlight by the road. However, it could not be determined how long those items had been there or if, you know, they were used by the boys in any way, shape, or form. No remains of Gary Mathias have ever ever been found and he remains a missing person to this day this story is sad and bizarre as it is but it's not done yet before the boys were found and as the case received more media attention stories began to pour in about the boys whereabouts most were bunk except for two which stood out joseph shans of sacramento told police he inadvertently saw the boys because he was stuck in his car near their area having a heart attack where the boys were and no it wasn't because he ate andy's snack recommendations No, nope. to be fair gallon of ranch will do that to you it's i have worth my it.
2: fair share of heart attacks <laughs>
1: yeah from from your road chips where you're drinking a gallon of milk uh gallon of ranch dressing. Oh, yeah yeah i get a
2: i got a custom built cup holder that'll hold a gallon of ranch dressing you just take a swig as you're yeah. hit, hitting down the road the Driving ride. down the road, ranch wet on the wheel. My heart inside me begins to squeal. It's my arteries exploding.
1: I need an angioplasty. <laughs> so Joseph Shones, uh, 55, uh, told police he drove his Volkswagen bug. Slug bug. Uh, Up that same road sometime after 5.30 p.m., the evening the boys disappeared. Shones was up there checking the snow line because he wanted to bring his uh, wife and daughter up there to go skiing. But his car got stuck in the snow just above the snow line, about 50 yards beyond the place where the boys' car would be found. And as Shones was trying to free his car, as he stated, he had a heart attack from exerting himself trying to free his car. Now, doctors actually later did confirm to investigators that Shones did indeed suffer a mild heart attack from this. Shones, rather than try and scramble the safety or shamble his way down the mountain, decided to stay in his car with the engine on and have the heater going just to try and just ride out this heart attack. <laughs> That's all you got to do. <clears throat> just let it pass. Yeah. Move on to the next one. Right. Now, sometime in the night, uh, he heard what, dis- what he described as whistling noises a little way down the road. He got out of his car, and according to Shones, he saw what looked like a group of men and a woman with a baby walking in the glare of a vehicle's headlights. He thought he heard them talking, and Shones said he yelled for help, but then the headlights went out, and the talking stopped.
2: Shones got back into his car and laid down again. Supposedly, a few hours later, he saw lights outside his car window, flashlight beams, Again, Shones called out for help. The lights went out, and whoever was out there went away. I mean, is there anything worse than having a friggin' heart attack out in the wilderness and not one but two people ignoring you? Jeez. rough. this guy had bad luck. Yeah, he does. Shones said he stayed in his car until it ran out of gas, and by then, he had regained enough strength to walk eight miles in the dark down the road to a lodge called Mountain House, where he stopped for a drink which is probably the first thing you would do after having a heart attack. It's What I would do, I'd say, give me three fingers a ranch. So Shones went to Mountain House, <laughs> had a drink, and when he finished, the manager drove him to the hospital. <laughs> I probably had a cigarette, too, on the way. Sure, why not? why not? A cigar. On the drive back, they passed the empty Mercury Montego, where Shones first heard those noises sitting empty in the middle of the road.
1: Now, the other noted sighting was from a woman who asked to be, remain nameless and worked at a store in Brownsville, California, which was 30 miles from the spot where the boy's car was abandoned. Now, it was possible for the boys to reach the store had they continued down the road from where they left their car. But in March, uh, this nameless woman came forward after seeing the reward poster for info on the men's whereabouts and told police deputies that four of the boys had stopped at the store in a red pickup truck two days after their disappearance. The woman said she identified the men immediately as from out of the area due to their big eyes and facial expressions. Because apparently people in Brownsville have tiny, tiny, teeny, tiny eyes and and just fucking no facial expressions.
2: Yeah, people in Brownsville are known for their real small eyes and just totally blank stares constantly. They
1: never show any emotion. Now, two of the men... Uh, whom she identified as Hewitt and Sterling, were in the phone booth outside while the other two went inside. Now, here's the thing. The store owner corroborated her account. Mm -hmm. He also told investigators that men uh, whom he believed to be Wire and uh, Hewitt came in, bought burritos, chocolate milk, and soft drinks, which is a pretty solid snack choice, if true. You got to admit, Andy. (laughs) I'll allow it, but only if you throw some
2: ranch on that burrito, baby. Team Ranch! (laughs) Well, mm, nothing better than a ranch bean burrito. <laughs> nothing. Nothing beats that. Nothing beats, you know, you can. The thing I like to do, you know, you go buy these microwave burritos. Sure. You unwrap it, put some ranch inside, put it in the microwave, then dunk it in ranch while you eat it.
1: It's fucking disgusting.
2: I call it the Rancherito. And you know what would be great is if we could get some Doritos Cool Ranch. Tomatoes. Oh, there
1: you go now you're thinking taco bell take notes taco bell time to make the ranch
2: burrito or the rancherito a real thing we want taco bell cool ranch doritos locos tortillas soft tortillas we want it surrounding uh ranch refried beans uh ranch chicken ranch veggies uh we want a little ranch seasoned cheese in there and we want a cider ranch for duncan
1: yeah, and not to forget, it comes with a free drink. Yeah, a Baja Ranch blast.
2: <laughs> Mountain Dew, Baja Ranch blast. There's nothing better than Mountain Dew and ranch together. Nothing. Mountain Dew and ranch is honestly a taste sensation. It's it's a way. It's it's the extreme sports of eating food.
1: Ranch is the extreme sports of solid food. Well, whether you believe these accounts, the families of the deceased found them pretty odd. The boys driving to Brownsville. In a different car and seemingly not giving a shit about their big basketball tournament seemed very odd because these boys could not have been more excited about their that game. Uh, the prize for the game, uh, you know, when they were playing as the Gateway Gators, was a week long trip to L.A. and they wanted to win. They were so excited about it. That's why they had their parents put out their clothes the night before. They they did not want to miss this game. I mean, we want to want a trip to L.A. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to win a trip to L.A.? Andy? Yeah, who wouldn't want to, to lie? Who wouldn't want to travel lie? Furthermore, Jack Hewitt's brother said it was unlikely that Jack would ever use a payphone because uh, Jack hated using telephones, even to the point that his own brother would handle calls from his friends for him. Well, bunk funkers, that's the story of the Yuba County Five. But seriously, what happened?
2: What compelled these five men to travel up into the mountains and get out of their perfectly working car into the snow? Well, here's another piece of info. The Forest Service ran a snow cat up the road to the very trailer where wire was found on February 23rd. The Park Service, the Forest Service did that on February 23rd to so the place where wire was found, leaving a path in the snow. Perhaps the boys followed this path? Perhaps that is how Wire found the trailer in the first place. But still, it doesn't answer the question of why. Why drive all the way up there in the first place? And how? If someone chased them, why was the car undamaged? What were the whistling noises and the voices Shones heard on the road? Perhaps there was something else or someone else. According to Jack Madruga's mother, quote, There was some force that made him go
1: up there, end quote. This is no doubt an agonizing, head-scratching case, and we can't underestimate uh, the effect it had not only on the families, but the investigators, too. Take the account of Yuba County Lieutenant Lance Ayers. He looked all through the spring for the boys, and to be honest, this investigation consumed him. Ayers went to Marysville High School with Wire and his brothers, and their disappearance haunted him. Before the bodies were found, reports of these boys came in from all over the country, and those small glimmers of hope really wore this man down. In an act of desperation, he even consulted psychics, one of which told him the boys had been kidnapped to Arizona or Nevada. Another said that they had been murdered in a two-story red house in Oroville with the number 4723 or 4753. Two days straight, Ayers drove down the streets of Oroville looking for a house that did not exist. It wasn't long before Ayers could rattle off every stat and statistic about the boys' their heights, their weights, their eye colors, their, their, their hair color, everything about these boys. He even dreamt about them, about finding them, and he woke in his dark room, arms outstretched, as if he was embracing them all. Well, Bunk Funkers, what do you think? What
2: happened to the Yuba County Five? Why did they travel up the side of a mountain and abandon their car? And if you were on a road trip, and you made a stop at a small market in town, There's only one snack you need to pick up to have a great trip, and that's the whole enchilada.
1: Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast will be right back after this brief message. Hey, welcome back, Bunk bunkers. That was our research uh, of the Yuba County Five. Boys are his gradual. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is This is a brutal one.
2: This is this is pretty bad. This is like a a bad outcome. Yeah. Uh, and
1: very hard to discern, I mean, no clear answer to this one. I mean, Dietlov Pass had a ton of theories and a bunch of I mean, people have fucking dissected that thing up and down, left and right. Um but what do you think, Andy? Do you think this deserves to be called the American Dietlov Pass? Andy is smiling because he looked at something, I think. What did you look up, Andy? Did Ringo Starr actually narrate the point? Ringo narrated the home video release. Dustin Hoffman
2: narrated the first telecast, like the first time it was on TV. And then Alan Thicke did the third time, the third telecast. Wow. Uh, but the one I saw in the... In the theater had Dustin Hoffman narrating. Wow. So that's why I wasn't that's why it didn't trigger for me. There you go. I wasn't watching the
1: home. Well, I taught Andy something today about music. I was watching the there's... eight
2: millimeter version or whatever.
1: 70 millimeters. <laughs>
2: um,
1: who knows? Uh I don't I don't measure film. Uh, yeah, I don't fucking know what they Only mean. by its quality. Any of that shit means. Uh 36 millimeter. Um is this the American Dietlov Pass? I don't think so. Really? It just doesn't have the really? same.
2: I, do you know? I find this intriguing. I don't. I, I'm intrigued by this. All right, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why I'm saying that. Okay, tell us why you're saying that. When I read this the first time, I didn't say, yeah, left pass. Hmm. I read this and I said, this is some missing 411 shit. Ooh. And you know what I found? I found a missing K&M project video. On YouTube about the Yuba County Five.
0: Wow.
2: David Politis has looked into this. Of course he has. What did he say? Portals? Uh, no, of course, you know, classic David Politis, and there's no explanation. It's just he's presenting facts. The video starts off with him talking about guns, uh, <laughs> which have no part in the story. It's very. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's literally not a single. But he does gun. have a
2: gun strapped to him the whole time he's on camera. Yeah, his, his fucking hog. Yeah. He's got his hog out. <laughs> um, but it's um yeah i mean I'll, I'll talk to talk to we'll talk about that in a little bit but is it the american diet love pass it just doesn't re- it doesn't feel the same to me why what's different i'll tell you because in diet love pass okay okay it's it's experienced ish like outdoorsmen out like mountaineer type people Okay. they're fair. on an expedition they're going out into the wilderness and you know seemingly they would have done everything right, you know, right, and so something tragic happened, and they all died. Mm-hmm. with this one it's it's a group of people who seemingly have no reason to be in the wilderness right um you know they have no reason to be there, they don't even seem to want to be there normally, so it's the circumstances of their arrival that are a little more confusing. And then, you know, I think the unanswered question, it's like, the questions are kind of the same. It's like, what happened? But I think the circumstances are so different that it doesn't, it doesn't ring, it doesn't like feel the same to me.
1: Hmm. Fair enough.
2: So you think it is the American love Pass?
1: I kind of do. I kind of, it has a love Pass feel to it, but I guess you're right. of Pass does have that whole thing about these were experienced people. But I think you could say love Pass is kind of like a, well, it's not really a missing four one either because no, they weren't they weren't missing. You know, right? Their bodies weren't missing. They were just found in ex- incredibly gruesome manners that made people go, oh, yet yeti did it." Yeah, a yeti came down from the mountain and killed these boys
2: and girls. Whereas in 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 Yuba County Five, yeah, these guys kicked, went missing. The big question is,
1: isn't like how they died. We know how they died. Right, it was hypothermia. And it was aminals. It was, uh, you know, all aminal. Like with with uh, epidermia, with uh, it's why the Ted fuck did Wire, they go it's up like there?
2: But he blood poisoning even from his gangrenous feet. Ugh. Yeah, why did they get there? Why? Why did they go up there? Why? How? You know, that's the fucking question. There's a lot so of I questions. You're right. That's that's a little convincing. We know the we we know the things that we know about Love Pass. We know the why are the opposite of what we don't right, know. About Yuba right, right, 5. right, 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 very true. We don't know how Yuba County Five got there. We don't know what they were doing there. But that's all the stuff we know about Love Pass. We know that it's questionable. You know, Love Pass. It's how did they die? We don't really have that same question. We ask why did they die? Right in Yuba County Five. So that's why, to me, it's just not exactly
1: the same. I mean, this is I just can't. I just don't... Like, I can try and retrace their steps, right? So they, they get up the mountain. They obviously pass Joseph Shones, who is having a heart attack in his car. What a... What a... What a fucking story. What a fucking guy. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, well, I was having a heart attack up there, you know. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to wait this out. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait this one out. Oh, some people... Hey, I'm having a heart attack. <laughs> Oh, they went away. Oh, well, I'll
1: just, I'll just lay down again. I'll feel better tomorrow. Come on. Oh, flashlights. <laughs> hey, come help me. Please come oh. help me. Old Joseph needs this one, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea,
2: too, that that the lights he was seeing were all like locals. And this guy is like just always driving around having heart attacks. And they're like, oh, there's old fucking Shones again. <laughs> He's Probably having a heart attack. Be quiet. Be quiet. Or he'll see us. And he's like, hey, come help me. <laughs> I'm having arms. Quick, turn, turn the lights off. Shut up. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Don't let him see that we're over here. <laughs> now we didn't, but, but, but obviously bunk bunkers, it kind of goes without saying that possibly some of those lights might've been things that Joseph Shones was hallucinating due to the extreme pain that he was in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens in a heart attack? Is it, like, people always say, like, oh, I'm having a heart attack. But, like, what exactly happens in a heart attack? I don't actually know. What do you mean? Does your heart, like, overwork itself or stop working? Is that what a heart attack is?
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, it, your heart has already working, like, harder than it than it should. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you've got, like, blockage or whatever. And so it just kind of, like, hits this peak where it just kind of, like, goes... You know, mm. and so you like, you know, and you like, feel that shit immediately. Yeah, you know, your body
1: is gonna just. He <laughs> got it. He got it from exerting himself. Um, doing, a, and I mean, it's true. You ever fucking shovel big ass heavy snow? It uh, yeah. it fucking takes a lot out of you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Fucking snow, man. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I mean, so uh, I kudos to this fucking guy. Just rode out a heart attack and then fucking walked eight miles. Eight miles down a mountain. Walked eight miles. We're making fun of him, but like at the same time, one fucking
2: strong motherfucker. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, he he worked so hard. He gave himself a heart attack. And then he just kind of waits a little while until he feels strong enough. Walks eight fucking
1: miles. Goes to the bar first. Uh, well, here's the thing. Bugbuckers, the bulk of this story, the bulk of the Yuba County story The Most of the research is it's all aggregated. It's repurposed. This story was published in the Washington Post in 1978 in a column that was like that resurfaced years later. Uh, So it was published in like 1978 and then suddenly the Washington Post was like, hey, remember this? Here you go. It's online again. And so this was like just a local story. Like you would have never probably really I mean, it's the Washington Post but like you know if you didn't read that paper or whatever right it was 1978 you would never have known this story and even then you know so it was it and the, and if you read the story it is it's kind of like a more of a narrative than it's almost like um it's kind of in true blood kind of like where it's it's this it's not fiction but it's told in a very narrative way it's not a very journalistic way right so i just i'm trying to defend joseph shone's here I don't know if he actually went to the fucking bar. This could have been somebody's journalistic life. Could have been. Could have been maybe a joke where it's like, and then he went and had himself a drink. Well, Listen, that's what it says.
2: Did Washington Post, like, pick this up on the wire? You know, like, this was a story that was, like, I'm not sure. out on the newswire, and they're just, like, reprinting it,
1: basically. I'm not sure. Changing some of the words. The words are, he went to the Mountain Lounge and stopped for a drink. Could have been water.
2: <laughs> That's true, I Which guess. Which would make sense. I guess I'm like, this guy's just such a fucking chad. But the idea I'm of stopping, hey, give me a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I mean
1: And honestly, then take me to the hospital
2: because I'm dying.
1: <laughs> if you just had a fucking heart attack and you had to walk eight fucking miles <laughs> yeah. down the fountain, you might be like, give me a fucking drink and yeah. then drive me to a hospital, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh <laughs> I need an ambulance. I need that ranch drip going on my IV. <laughs> That is a uh yeah that is an interesting part of the story for sure but so they pass him by mm-hmm. they get out of the car as far as we know they pass him by we yeah. don't know for sure that's true he heard a bunch of noises could have been someone else yeah. um they they get out of the car at the snow line maybe they think the car is stuck but I, and then i don't know they just, I guess, they hang out in that shed.
2: Yeah, it's hard trailer. It's hard to gauge why, you know, because it's like that's the thing that everybody says is like, well, it wasn't stuck, it wasn't damaged. They had gas. Like, there's no, there's no discernible reason to for them to have stopped the
1: car and gotten out and then proceeded on foot. There's no discernible reason why they were up that road in the first place. Yeah, There's literally, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah,
2: yeah, because this is even you know, like if you consider like Chico's a little bit of a distance from where these where these kids were from, like right. the kids, these men were from in Yuba City, uh, Marysville. Like th- this is a little Chico's a little further north, right? But where the car was found isn't that close to Chico. No. It's not like they got lost in Chico. Like, they had to go here.
1: Right. And it was not the same direction as where they're from. And you would think, yeah, and you would think if they were like, I mean, okay, so obviously the big, you know, the elephant in the room is like, yeah, these guys all had some form of some kind of intellectual disability. Right. And you could see how people can use that as an excuse. It's like, well, well that's why. And it's like, but it's not because we don't really know yeah, what these guys had. And then also like... It was mild in the first place. They were all, you know. They all had jobs. Yeah. They all, they were all high functioning, you know, yeah. guys, and they, they went off on their own all the time. It's not like they're, there's not like these are dudes who have to be supervised constantly. Right. You know, or something yeah. along that line. Right. So, right. You would think that they would be like, huh, we're going up a mountain. Hmm. Do we live up a mountain? No, yes. we don't live up a mountain. Why, let's turn around and go home. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, these guys aren't that, like, two of the guys were in the army. Yeah. You kind of gain some kind of survival skills if you're out in the army. Yeah. I mean, it
2: clearly seems like there was some vari- variation in cognitive ability or navigational skill in the group. Oh, yeah. But all five of them together, I mean, you wouldn't expect that, you know what I mean? Like, if they're all together, it's not like one person making a poor decision. Right. And, you know it's, and it's Madruga who's driving. Yeah, Madruga's a driver. you know, not everybody had a driver's license. Madruga right. and uh Matthias. Matthias had a driver's had driver's licenses. It was Madruga's car. It's like and from the sounds of it, his family had no, no doubt that he would be able to drive the car to Chico and drive back to their homes. Right. That he knew the way to do that. He you know, it's not like Oh, he doesn't know how to drive a car. And you can say, like, oh, coming. well, they got
1: lost. It's like, well, if you're going up a fucking mountain, I think you would kind of be like, mm, shit.
2: Fucking yeah, lost. it's like, do you should you be on a mountain? Like, it's not hard to tell that you're on a mountain. Yeah. It's like, that would be the time where you'd be like, I don't think we should be up this way because this we don't have to go over yeah. a mountain. To let's get to turn around,
1: going, go back. I mean, okay, maybe they're going up the path and it's too wide to turn around. So they're like, well, let's keep going till we get to like a, Lot or something where we can make a K turn and then come back down. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do something like that. Right. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to tell you. Okay, here so we time go. To, time to bring back David Politis. Okay, let's go Politis.
2: with David Politis. So, the Can Am Missing Project video David Politis floats the idea that uh, Gary Matthias is the most high functioning
1: in the group. Because and he did not have an intellectual disability. He had a uh, severe mental illness. He had right. uh, schizophrenia and depression.
2: And he was in the army. He uh, was in he the was army. And he was discharged after a psychiatric evaluation. Right. Um, which determined he was schizophrenic. Um he Again, this is according to This is David Polides. Politis. Politus, yeah. So this is according to the Can missing project video, which I'll be honest. Say what you want about David Politis. He's a pretty good aggregator of, like, case information Yeah, on this stuff. And he knows how to get, like, police sources and things like that. Sure. So, and he knows how to grow a good mustache. He knows how to grow a good mustache, a good goatee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knows how to make a gun look good on his hip. <laughs> so uh, David Politis uh, said that Matthias was in the army, was discharged. And following discharge from the army... Right. Uh, ended up in trouble. He did. With the law, he had... He, was you know got charged with burglary a couple of times um he served time in a psychiatric facility yep um against his will and broke out of the facility and escaped by walking 500 miles holy fuck to cross, you write a song about it cross yeah yeah what was the name of that band proclaimers yeah thank you And he went, he proclaimed that he was free from the psychiatric facility and walked 500 miles uh, just to walk 500 more. Uh, No, he walked 500 miles to, to meet some friends in Oregon. Wow. From this facility. So David Politis also says um, that Matthias was the, was less of a part of the group than the other four. that the other four were longer time friends than Matthias was, that he had relatively recently become friends with them before this incident, that he had had these problems, but he was finally like, he had not had a
1: bad episode in a while. I think he was on some medication, Right. right? Right. His
2: doctors finally figured out the medication that worked for him. And so he was in a good place. He was getting his life back on track. And part of that was like, being in the community and like you know making friends and stuff and so right. he fell in with these guys who were friends brothers. already existing from the Gateway Foundation or whatever that they were a part yeah, of yeah whatever the name of it I is for, i forget exactly but you know the thing that they were doing the basketball tournament uh was all part of this and, and so i think the place that david politis is kind of going is that these four guys probably if the four and we're talking about, uh, you know, Wire, Sterling, uh, Hewitt. Madruga, and Hewitt. These four guys, if they had been had gone to Chico, they probably would have gone to the basketball game, grabbed the snacks, and come back home. David Politis is kind of saying, well, Gary Matias, he's the kind of like the, the wild card here. Right. Maybe he convinced Madruga, hey, drive up this mountain. I know some friends up here. Let's go party a little bit before we go home. And something goes wrong. It still doesn't really explain why they would get out of the car. I mean, like the circumstances yeah. are all still there. It's just like, you know, I don't know that there's anything, you know, the thing that Politis also points out is that, so Wires found in the trailer, his leather shoes are missing. Right. What they do find in the trailer are Matthias's shoes. Right. Matthias is never found. Wires' shoes are never found. I mean, I don't know that that's anything other than a weird coincidence, but because obviously wire was alive for a while. Yeah. So it's not two to three months. You know, it's not like this was a Matthias takes him up there, you know, kills wire, steals his shoes and runs off like, right. I mean, it's just interesting that his body's never been recovered, but you know, there's lots of reasons bodies don't get recovered as we learned in the missing 411 episode. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's not enough there to say that. Yeah, Matthias is a problem, but it's interesting.
1: The idea of Matthias having an episode uh, has been floated around. Obviously, the families, the family of of Matthias, like to believe that he was on the right track and he was he hadn't had an episode in a while. Yeah, things were doing. He was doing okay. He was on the up and ups. Um, I mean, yeah, like even if he somehow, it's like. And I could say like, okay, yeah, but then it's like these guys were all fucking pumped for their basketball game.
2: Yeah, according to David Politis, they had a chance. They were gonna meet at this basketball tournament, they were gonna meet Sally Struthers. <laughs> if that's not incentive, I don't know what is. <laughs>
0: 1978
2: Sally
1: Struthers. Oh, hell yeah. Selling uh what is she from? Uh isn't what's the organization? The Christian one,
2: right? Yeah. They made fun of her on South Park. Right, cuz she does the um It's like Children's International the 700 Club. <laughs> I tried to sit, tried to type in Sally Struthers and it said sadly. <laughs> <laughs> Sally Struthers. I know Sarah Stofer. Uh Well, I don't know. This will probably take me a while to figure out, but yeah. Take some, a while to Google Sally some, Struthers. Some, some something. Well, you know. Oh, she was the voice of Rebecca Cunningham on Tailspin. You remember <laughs> oh. that cartoon? Tailspin. Tail uh, oh, activism. Christian Children's Fund. Ah. Uh, she's now the child fund. There you go. Yeah. That's so you got it. Okay. Christian Children's Fund.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, a week-long trip to L.A., get to meet Sally Struthers. Uh, these guys were pumped for it, man. They were they were so excited. Maybe you're right. Maybe Matthias was somehow able to convince them to go up. Maybe that woman that Sean saw with the baby <laughs> was yeah. actually real. And I don't know. He was like, oh, we'll go party in this trailer up in the woods. It'll be fun. But I don't know, man. I He's not the one driving the fucking car. Thing is, we don't really know a lot about these men's personalities so it's like right i know that jack hewitt i think was a uh like very much into his church and religion yeah and so it maybe it seems to me that he would be like i'm not going along with that yeah um you know i don't know anything about the other men um and i don't we don't know much about their disabilities either how easily swayed are they by somebody yeah, I mean that's you know also their personality but yeah I think I think it it suffers
2: from being of the age that it was where right. the treatment of these individuals was insensitive to say the least you know that it's sort of just like well that's that's what happens to people like this and it's like it's not really
1: being fair to them on an individual level or even as yeah. a collective I mean I don't think that but I want to say though I don't think that anybody in this story like was I just think it was like the naming classifications of the time. Like yeah. they didn't have diagnoses for different. Yeah. Like the, like that Reddit person said. Yeah. 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 I Delays I, 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 and, I mean, you had investigators fucking haunted by miss, these missing. Guys. These guys yeah. felt like they were parts of their communities. Yeah. I should and they say, were I should
2: say it's like the way that it reads is like, right, right,
1: right. right. I shouldn't say that
2: investigators didn't do their job or right. whatever. Obviously there's lots of questioning about well, did the police search long enough, but it's so hard, like, you know, lost up in a mountain. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's hard to say like, yeah, we're going to search for like hundreds of miles and stuff like, yeah, because then you get into like jurisdictional issues and the resource, it, you know, it's expensive to do that kind of search and rescue effort. So it's like, you know, they ended up pretty far away from the car. Yeah. 20 miles. 20 fucking miles. Or, you know, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, or like 11 miles still. That's pretty far from the car. Yeah. What the fuck were they doing up there? Yeah. Just, Why did they do it? And it's so interesting, too, that they found this trailer and managed to find all these MREs and <sighs> eat them.
1: And there's no fire. Yeah. I just don't get it. I mean, you got to think that maybe they, like, went up there and it was, like, maybe it was storming or something. or I, I don't know. I mean, Ted Wire was up there for at least two months alive. Yeah. Alive for two months. That's obviously April. suffering from hypothermia and other things, but it's like I mean they had matches. Yeah, it just they doesn't, had a propane tank. It doesn't add up. And it's very clear that the other boys at at maybe at some point in time, uh Sterling and uh Hewitt, uh I think, or where was no Hewitt was found. It was Sterling and Magruda. Yeah. Who were found snuggled together. Yeah. Which by the way, I mean Andy that's how it ends for us is it snuggled together because that's the question i have to ask
2: here andy well yeah of course that's how it's going to end because you're going to need my
1: body for warmth (laughs) these are two best fucking friends who are going to die by each other's side and here's the thing i'm not convinced that you would die by my side yeah i'm convinced that you would fucking be like art listen dude you're dying of hypothermia but i can go on i'd be like i'm just having a heart attack i can walk eight miles at least I've eaten enough ranch to keep me sustained throughout the winter.
2: (laughs) I'm a ranch. I'm a ranch bear. (laughs) I've gotten a lot of direct messages that have referred to me as the ranch bear.
1: (laughs) I don't know, Andy. I don't think you're a fucking die by my side kind of friend. Wow. Jeez. Are you? This is kind of an indictment of me as a friend. I don't know, Andy. We've already proven that you're not a ride-or-die friend. Because if no. I murdered somebody, yeah. you would turn I me would in. I would turn you in. Especially if there was reward involved. <laughs> but would you die by my side?
2: Uh, yeah, if I had to. I mean, you know.
1: <laughs> yes, if I had to, he says, motherfuckers. Well,
2: I mean, you make it sound like, I mean, you're like, I'm going to do this right now. Are you with me or not? It's like.
1: I We are both out into the wilderness. Yeah. I am suffering from hypothermia. Yeah. Okay. I am about to fall asleep and succumb to hypothermia, mm-hmm. and you will you or will you not leave my side? Yeah. Answer the question. I will stay with you. Wow. Until you
2: die, and then I'm gone. Because <laughs> what do you care at that point? I fulfilled my
1: oath. You are a fucking oath breaker. No, I fulfilled my oath. <laughs> you died. You are the Jamie Lannister of this group. I fulfilled my oath. You died. Give me your hand. to <laughs> chop it off and replace it with a golden. Ooh, like a good statue yeah. hand. I'd love that. <laughs> you are an oathbreaker. You need to die. You need to fucking
2: die. Oathbreaker, heart taker, oat maker. Won't you make me some oatmeal? And then the watch. What's with the watch? The mysterious watch. Nobody
1: knows whose watch that is. Where did they get that
2: watch? You know, <laughs> the way that I also heard this trailer described though as being like kind of an abandoned type Mm. of trailer like that the the forest service had this up here but they don't they didn't really like do upkeep on it or whatever they just use it so who knows this could have been like the people that found you know it's like i heard them described as bikers like motorcyclists found the body right um maybe this trailer was up there and this is just some sort of like fuck dungeon for like local bikers they head up there they fuck each other and nobody knows about it. They're up in the mountains, and then they just drive off.
1: <laughs> fuck dungeon for local I mean, bikers. Maybe dungeon is stream. Fuck extreme. dungeon for local bikers. <laughs> you sound like you're doing- Oh, you just bought you- yourself a new Harley? Well, well, well. Let me fill you in on our little local secret oh, of the my. fuck dungeon. You just bought yourself a
2: Honda Goldwing? Well, well, well. Let me tell you where you can fuck somebody- <laughs> You, the you way bought your ticket to the fuck dungeon, buddy. The way you said it was like, uh, what's that? What's fuck that dungeon thing? for local bikers? It sounds like a commercial. Fuck dungeon for local bikers. <laughs> fuck dungeon for local b- bikers apply directly to the genitals. Fuck dungeon for local bikers. <laughs> I'm just saying this might've been a place where, but bikers go, they fucking wife swap. They're up there banging the shit out of each other. And those bikers
1: won't bike swap though yeah no no you ride your own hog um i don't know i it just i I don't know i mean why didn't they open the other shed maybe they couldn't get it open but but like they might got the one shed open it's like how did they get that shed open i know enough meals to make them survive for the fucking year it's just god damn it yeah and then and then why couldn't they get the propane tank working like why it was frozen. I don't know. Why did four leave and one stay? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. It's like, and if they were going
2: to leave, why are we finding two here, one here, one never found? You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it would have been beneficial to stay together, especially after that amount of time. But it's like, did they just have this thought of like, well, let's split up, like increase our chances.
1: I guess what I'm thinking is that one of them probably was like, well... Okay, I'll go try and get us to civil I'll go, I'll go try and walk down and get us to civilization. You guys stay here. Yeah. And then he doesn't come back for like a week. The rest start fucking freaking out. So then two go out. Yeah. They don't make it. And then it's just Hewitt and Wire or Matthias and Wire, whoever, whoever is left. And then that last person goes out and then Wire's just stuck. Why they never built a fire? Yeah. I can't explain that. Yeah. They had matches. They had paperback books. Yeah.
2: And wooden furniture. Yeah. If nothing else, they could have
1: taken all that
2: stuff outside and built a, just made a big, big fire. Yeah. And somebody would have seen it. Somebody probably would have seen it. This is not inaccessible. You know what I mean? Like, obviously the forest service knows it's there. Probably if you start a huge fire, yeah. like people would be like, oh, hey, look at that fire.
1: I... But that leads to another conclusion. Do you think that there was someone else involved? Were they taken there against their will? Were they tricked to go there because that's not a fuck dungeon. It's a kill dungeon. It just doesn't feel like it, does it? I guess not.
2: Because it doesn't seem like in the investigation, the autopsy, everything, there's no indication that there, w- there was a struggle or that They were, you know, assaulted or whatever, you know, like it just doesn't, it just seems like they died. Like they just waited around and died. It's a bad, it's a head scratcher.
1: Well, I don't know, Andy, I guess we got to get to verdicts here unless there's anything else you want to bring up. Um, Your fuck dungeon for local bikers.
2: (laughs) 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 Is that not a thing? Fuck dungeons for local bikers. If not, I got a I got a business plan to write. Local bikers, reach out to us. Let
1: us know about your fuck dungeons. Look, if
2: you're a local biker and you love cruising around your area, and you just love a place to go and fuck, uh, no questions asked, no cameras, um, plenty plentiful sheets, more sheets than you know what to do with. Yeah, I mean, let me know because we'll set up something. Um. Um, no, I guess I don't have anything else to say. Um, although other, I will say this, I guess, one more thing. Okay. So Jack Hewitt, Jack, Jack's dad, Jack Sr. Right. Is the one who actually found his remains. Yes. Uh, which is horrible. Yeah. Uh, David Politis described it in an even more horrible way. Oh, yeah. Because what he says is that Jack Sr. saw Jack's Jack Jr.'s coat. Mm. So he went and picked up the coat, and then Jack's spine fell out of the coat. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was like, fuck. This sucks. It
0: sucks. (laughs) This fucking sucks. This fucking
2: sucks. I mean, just, you pick up a jacket, you're like, it's Jack's jacket, maybe a clue, and then his fucking spine falls out of it. It's like, God damn it. Ugh, I know. And like the idea of his,
1: just his spine, spine. Yeah. Just his fucking spine. Oh God. Like obviously picked clean by yeah, insects animals or, and animals. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of his bones found in a different location yeah. down the mountain. Yeah. Christ. Chant yeah. story. It's fucking depressing as hell. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Andy, I, I have a theory Oh, I have a verdict. Oh, good. Can you go first then? Sure. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't have a way to to you can't you can't give. I mean, there's just no way. It's just what you think, you know. And what I believe is that these guys were good people. I think these guys were good dudes. That's how their families describe them. Is you know, uh, people say that. Uh, I don't know, like that, like. There's, there's like these weird theories where like, you know, that they're coming down and like buying fucking burritos and shit from a local market and, or that they did something to someone and it was like, the families were like, or, or that the, you know, that they didn't even help the guy or whatever. But the families were like, that couldn't have been them because they would have helped. These guys were good dudes. So I have to believe that and I have to think that these guys somehow picked up maybe it was a female hitchhiker. Maybe it was a lady they found. And that's the female that with the baby that Sean saw. And maybe she was like, Oh yeah, like can you guys help me take me to my trailers or I'm lost or something? I don't know. What the fuck. Somehow they end up going up that mountain road, maybe at this hitchhiker's discretion. Um and they get lost or something. And the snow maybe the snow picked up maybe they were got scared cuz they thought they were unprepared um i obviously their car looked like it maybe got stuck cuz it had spun its tires maybe it was actually stuck now we have the foresight to be like well there's fucking five of you push it off easily push the car maybe they didn't realize that yeah i don't know um Maybe they were so focused on helping this hitchhiker get to their destination or something, or maybe the weather was bad. I don't know. Um, These guys were a little bit heavy set as well. I mean, 5'11 at 200 pounds. I mean, kind of depends. I don't really know where the weight is sitting on you. If that's. Yeah, we really need a full body shot of 200 uh, pounds of muscle versus just 200 pounds is a little bit different story. Yeah, we really needed to see some full body shots of uh, Ted Wire to really (laughs) put it in perspective. But what I'm saying is like, okay, so then these guys start trekking up the mountain, trying mm-hmm. to get to this hitchhiker's trailer. Yeah. Obviously, we know, I mean, the, 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 snow, the snow cat had carved a path for them. Yeah. And maybe they used that. But still, trudging through the snow will wear you out faster yeah. than you realize. Well, and we don't, you know. These are Northern California boys. Maybe they're not used to the snow. Yeah. I mean, well,
2: and we know, too, that there was more snow that fell. So even if the snow cat, it's probably like. It's there's a trail because it's there's a depression where the snow cat went, but there's still a sizable amount of snow inside that depression. So right. it's not like walking on a smooth path or something. It's like you got to trudge through the snow.
1: They're not wearing winter gear at all. Mm-hmm. They're wearing light jackets. Right. They're maybe totally not realizing that they're even succumbing to hypothermia. Right. Um. I mean, obviously, yeah, again, these are northern California guys. We don't know how much they weren't outdoorsy. No. And so it's not reasonable to assume that they would be prepared for the outdoors and the cold. Yeah. Um, and so maybe by walking through the snow, they realize they're getting more winded than they realize they would be. They, the only things they have eaten are fruit pies and candy bars and soda and milk. Um, should have some ranch. Should have some fucking ranch. And uh, they don't realize that they're, struggling and then they they have to break into this fucking trailer and maybe Matthias was never found because he went out to help this hitchhiker get home while the rest stayed in the trailer and then he never came back Um, and that's my story plausible plus wow that's what I think happened wow you did a better job than me. I think there was I think there had to be another person cuz I don't know why those guys go up there. I don't know why they go up there if they weren't like, well, okay, let's help out this lady or this hitchhiker yeah. or whatever. Hitchhiking, this is 1978. Hitchhiking was still a thing. Hitchhiking was still acceptable then. It's it a big thing especially ride. in California. You're trying to get a ride wherever you're going. Who knows? And then maybe the the hitchhiker is like, "Oh yeah, I'm just out this mountain." I don't think it was a malicious thing. Right. I think you have a good a
2: good theory. In theory. That's what I think. But I guess the thing I struggle with is like, why did they stay there for two months? I don't know. Like, I just, I don't understand why they would have just waited there. I can't explain that. unless Unless it's just like, the weather was so bad for two months that they never felt like they could leave. You know what I mean? Like that they were just snowed
1: in for two months, which I think they went. I think I think wire. uh, Maybe by the time they got to the trailer, my theory is that wire was in such bad shape that they all said, like, "Okay, let's fucking. Like, let's hold up in this trailer. And he was in such bad shape with his frostbitten feet, because obviously these guys are not wearing any kind of winter gear. Mm hmm. Um well they did take his leather shoes. I mean leather can get wet. But I'm thinking leather is going to be better than like what are they wearing in 1978 like converse? <laughs> no the uh, get there shoes the the uh platform shoes you could wear to your business
2: meeting. I've never seen these before. I you never saw even... the get there shoes? No. Uh it's like they look just like normal shoes except they're platforms. They have platform soles. Oh, they're like wedges. Yeah. <laughs> Art's face.
1: <laughs> well, it's obviously some kind of to- sneaker. Yeah. It's So that's not a good fucking snowshoe. And- but it does have a platform sole. It does. It gets you up above the snow. It, does, it will, yeah. That's true. Might have a little extra room there. I don't know. Either wire... I don't know. Maybe they can't figure it out maybe why maybe it happened really fast maybe wire is stuck alone Mm -hmm. and he doesn't he doesn't know i don't know he's covered in sheets wrapped around his head yeah why yeah he's trying to keep warm yeah i don't know hyperthermia makes you do wild shit man yeah maybe he was confused and couldn't start a fire right he's just eating those rations yeah which means he had to go outside. You know what I mean? I
2: guess so. Like cuz the the rations were in the shed in the shed, right? You can't explain it.
1: It's a head scratcher. I yeah. mean, what I think is that they left him behind, somebody took his fucking shoes and they said, "Okay, we're going to keep trying to make take this hitchhiker home or get back to civilization. We fucked up." And then Matthias and the hitchhiker go one way. The two boys go the other way and then maybe Hewitt is stuck with wire and then Hewitt leaves when they don't come back in like a week. That's my theory.
2: Hmm. What was your verdict on that? Plausible plus plus. Plausible
1: plus on my no plausible plus, plus on my verdict. Yeah. The 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 extra person theory. That that's the that's the catalyst for why they go up the mountain. Because obviously we know how they died, but we just don't know why the fuck they went up there. <laughs> I mean you could just say like they got lost. Yeah. Which is fucking lame. Yeah, I'm trying not to cop out on this one because I kind of want
2: to just say plausible because I don't know what the fuck happened and I don't like everything I lean into. I'm like, well, I don't, maybe there's this and that. So I got to just go with the thing that like is titillating me the most right now. Uh-huh. So and that's I'm the
1: gallon, of ranch, sitting around, it's in, the gallon in, of ranch sitting in your lap.
2: I'm going to say that I just, everything that I think it's like, but why did they stay there? <laughs> like, I can't get beyond that. Yeah, it's like it may does not make sense to me. Like, after they get there, like I could justify and rationalize everything except that about what happens when they get to the trailer. Like, I I guess yours is as good as anything. Like, oh, that somebody had really bad hypothermia in the feet, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah, they but he just was like, there. Yeah,
1: like I don't. Ugh, I just don't know. I, I mean, driving me crazy. Somebody figure this out. It's. Yeah, I, why did they stay there? I don't know. The weather was bad. It was cold. They couldn't leave. They were fucking freezing. Um, They weren't wearing, they were wearing like light coats and like t-shirts and shit. Yeah. Um, And no snow gear. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. Like, I, that's what I think happened. Like, I think they got there and then I think that Wire stayed because maybe he was in really bad shape. Maybe he was like super winded. And so they were like, okay, well, give me your shoes because you have leather shoes. I'm gonna try and walk back and then they're walking in the wrong direction. They get lost in the forest, and then they're then you're really fucked. all right, I got an idea okay it's 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 not
2: an extra person theory though, okay Matthias is like, Hey, before we go back, he's like, Look, that lemon pie has got me charged. dudes, let's go fucking party. I know somebody who lives up this mountain." I'll give you directions. Just drive. And Magruder's like, okay, we can make it back still for the basketball tournament tomorrow. Car gets stuck. The guys are like, whoa. Let's, let's call this off. The roads are too dangerous. This isn't going great. Let's go back. Let's go home. Matthias is like, fuck you guys. We keep going. And they're like, we don't want to. And he's like, I'm out of here. And he walks off. Disappears into the night like the end of the Hulk show, you know, where Hulk's walking down the road, hitchhiking or whatever. You've seen it, that old TV show, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. You get it. Sure, you've seen it. And the piano's playing. No, it's, so that's besides. He gets the fuck out of there. Okay, so he leaves. He All fucks right. off out of there. I'm with you. He's never, he's never been found again because he just fucking disappears. Right, right. Like he and he's never shown up again because he's like, I don't want to get blamed for this. Okay. uh then your story takes over. They walk to the cabin. They see this trail. They're like, we're going to go someplace. Why don't they get cold. back in the car? I don't know. They think the car is stuck.
1: And you just say that you're going to say the same thing as me where they don't think to push the car right out or right. they couldn't push the car out. Right. Something we, something we assume they could. It's like, oh, there's five men that could push the car out. But it's like. It's an assumption. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the car really was fucking the stuck thing there. David Politis says is that, you know, like he he grew up. He had a
2: cabin when he was growing up. His family had a cabin, of course he did, in the mountains, and it was a little close to the same altitude where the car was. Mm -hmm. And he's like, the drifts there get really deep. Maybe there was a snow drift that had kind of like disappeared by the time the car gets found. So maybe there was something impeding them. Maybe they, maybe they felt like we just—it's not safe to drive anymore. Like we're done driving for the night. Like, we don't want to do this. We're just going to like chill until the storm passes and we'll go home. And then, yeah, they end up fucking with hypothermia in Ted's feet. They get to the cab. They get to the trailer. They eventually, they find this stash of MREs. Once they get out of the MREs, they're like, well, now what? And it's like Ted's feet are gangrenous. They're ready to fall off. They're just like, stay here. We'll come get help. And the three of them die out there. And that's my story. And I'm saying that that's plausible plus.
1: But why were Matthias's shoes found in the trailer? I don't know.
2: Uh, He pulled out a switchblade and was like, give me your fucking leather shoes. (laughs) And so that's why Ted Weir had Matthias's shoes. Uh fuck, I don't know. There's so everything has a question. There's no like nothing makes sense completely all the way around.
1: Maybe maybe it's a similar thing where he's just like fuck you guys and he storms off to the trailer and then they follow and then maybe he leaves again. Yeah. Maybe what happened is we're talking about the catalyst for why they go up the mountain. Yeah. I think you and I are both kind of in agreement about how things ended up after they got up the mountain, which right. was bad, which was bad. Uh, but it's,
2: it's but, why did they even go there to right. begin with? So do you, you is saying, a mystery. That's yes. a real mystery. It's here. a true
1: mystery is you think it's Matthias and I'm saying it was an extra person. And I get that. Some of the, I just,
2: you know, it's like, I don't want to like, I don't want to shit on Shones here. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to be like, Oh, this fucking guy doesn't know what he's talking. It's just like, I don't know what to make of his, his account. Like, there's not enough description like yeah. he thought he saw a woman with a baby. That could be anything. You know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah, someone else like it's, said, it's like, it's somebody it
2: was, standing in front of headlights, right. so they're backlit. So he's gonna see just a silhouette. Right. Because of the way the lighting is. Like he's not gonna there's no illumination on the front, which is from where his perspective is. So all he's gonna see is a silhouette. So it could be anything that looks like a woman with a baby, you know?
1: And I think one of the guys was described as having like kind of longer hair or something, and mm-hmm. like maybe he could have in the back looked like a woman or something but yeah yeah i mean it's you know you can't only make of that what you will it's a very bizarre circumstances that this fucking guy was there having a heart attack while these four these five men who will inevitably go missing and cause a mystery that will end up on a podcast someday multiple podcasts a washington post article yeah and it's like Anyway, And I'm not buying that whole story about the truck and the no, town in fucking driving nothing into nothing about that makes sense. Nothing about that fucking makes sense. Nothing about that makes sense. Like they want to go live out in the forest and starve. It's like, fuck that. No, you know,
2: it's and it's and I hate I to go s- home. I hate to be a fucking cynic about it, but I just can't help myself. This it's like, well, you know, now that you started offering reward
1: money, suddenly I remembered that I had a run in with these fellas. <laughs> yep. 100%. It's like, uh, why do you okay. think they remain nameless? Yeah. And why do you think Joseph Shones was like, no, that's my name. I was having a heart attack. Yeah,
2: it's me, Joseph Shones. And here's what my car looked like. And here's where I was. And also, I was having a heart attack and then walked eight miles. I mean, Joseph Shones should let his name be known just because of what a friggin' like alpha he is. (laughs) I mean, this is like peak fucking 1970s man, right? Yeah. I I had a heart attack again yesterday. had to walk eight miles before I could get a ride to the hospital, though. Jesus Christ. What is this
1: country coming to? (laughs) Oh, God. Well, bug buggers, those were our verdicts. Um, the Yuba County Five, let us know what you think, please. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> we have no very good idea. Help us. Uh, use the hashtag. I think it's got to be Fuck Dungeon for local bikers. (laughs) I was going to say hashtag gallon of ranch. Or hashtag gallon of
2: ranch. You know, know, dealer's choice, uh, Art, uh, whatever you write down is fine with me, whether you want to do hashtag Fuck Dungeon for local bikers or hashtag gallon of ranch. (laughs) Fuck Dungeon for local bikers.
1: Fuck Dungeon for local bikers or hashtag gallon of ranch. Let us know what you think about the Yuba County Five. Email us, MrBunkerPod at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at MrBunkerPod. YouTube us, MrBunkerPod on there. And if you feel so inclined, find us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash MrBunkerPod, where you can get new episodes of our Patreon-only show Andy and our debunked every single month. Covering fun topics, extraordinary humans, uh, serial killers, uh, weird stuff. And you get access to the Bunker Discord and a bunch of other little perks. Yeah. Behind the scenes stuff. Or newsletters. Newsletters. Um, That's right. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We're
1: going to do those. We should work on that. Yeah, we should. <laughs> um, the newsletters, uh, which are fun. You get a little kind of peek behind uh, some stuff that Andy and I are into that sometimes we bring up the show. Sometimes we don't. It's just us talking about shit. So Yeah. Uh, but. our. Uh, Star- uh, mindless ramblings mindless ramblings and uh yeah andy i'm tired of scratching my head you know i think i've had enough head scratching i why do you say we go get some get their shoes and uh fucking strut our way to victory yeah i'm about
2: uh i mean i'll tell you one thing this doing this episode made me hungry <laughs> i have got to get to the ranch emporium and get myself <laughs> ranching a gallon of ranch i got a couple of uh Chipotle peppers at home. I'm going to dunk them in
1: there. Chipotle ranch. <laughs> for a little spicy kick. Wow. Well, you know what, Bunkers? Let us know your favorite combo with ranch. But uh, for not the titular Mr. Bunker, but for my tickety-boo. <laughs> what? My tickety-boo. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. Co-host Sandy Hart, I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. The whole ranchilada. <laughs> hear me.